0: Welcome to Political Beatdown, a very special edition. I'm Ben Mycellus, joined by Michael Cohen. This episode, one day after the historic indictment of Donald Trump, along with 18 other co defendants in Fulton County, Georgia, by a grand jury of Donald Trump's peers. Michael Cohen. Ben Micellis breaking it down. Cohen is not even in the United States of America. Ben,
1: let let me be very clear for the Brigaders. They are so important to me. This indictment is so important to me that I am actually in Europe for the first time that going with my family for a vacation in five years, the first time. But that doesn't matter, right? They're all out right now. Let's not forget them six hours ahead, the whole bit, right? They they are right now out. I will meet them after our hour or so is up because this is that important and you. Our brigaders are that important.
0: Well, I asked Cohen before we started, I said, Cohen, we've got some historic news, of course. I know you're on vacation. I know this is like the first vacation you've taken (laughs) in a very long time. I said, do you want to go 10 minutes? Do you want to go 15 minutes? And Cohen's like, no, we are doing the show for the brigaders. We need to talk about this historic day in American history where, again, accountability is being brought to someone in Donald Trump and not just him, but 18 co-defendants in a 41-count sprawling RICO racketeering indictment with about 160-plus overt acts within the criminal racketeering enterprise that Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis meticulously went through the dates the times, the hours, the minutes of the communications taking place. It was one of the most impressive legal documents that I have seen, 98 pages in length, 30 unindicted co-conspirators who could soon be named as co-defendants joining the 19 other defendants in this action. But Michael Cohen, I want to turn it over to you to get your full reaction to the indictment out of Fulton County,
1: Georgia. Well, the interesting thing here is everybody knew who the initial individuals that would be named uh, in the indict. Well, the uh, unindicted co-conspirators, so to speak. Again, we all knew Rudy Colludi, drunken Giuliani, was going to be top of the list. We knew Sidney, you know, released the Kraken. Powell, John Eastman. You had the Clark. You had. Cheese Bro, you had, I mean, the, the names that everybody is talking about. But then again, they went after other individuals. These are the folks that will call the fake electors. And the way that Fannie Willis lays this thing out, it's almost like reading a book, right? It's truly an incredible, incredible document that is so significant. It's so significant to American history. And what's driving me batshit crazy is I sit and I listen to a lot of the pundits. And again, you know, it's the difference between, you know, being here with us on political beatdown and listening to some of the stupidity and the nonsense that you're getting on, you know, on network or on cable television. Well, you know... Donald is going to claim that, you know, some of the lawyers, I mean, they're basically, they're all lawyers from Boris Epstein all the way to Rudy Kalludi. They're basically they are all lawyers that they all gave him legal advice and that he's going to try to make the claim that he was following, you know, his attorney's advice and so on. And it's not even that, you know, they're just lawyers. I mean, some of them have pretty significant reputations like a Rudy Giuliani that he could rely upon. And he's going to use this in order to extricate himself from trouble. And of course, throw everybody else under the bus. That doesn't work. And it doesn't work for a multitude of reasons. It doesn't work for the same, you know, on the same theory that If you and your lawyer collude to import drugs to the United States, right, just because your lawyer said, hey, you can do it, doesn't mean that you can do it or rely upon that type of advice. Will Donald go ahead and throw everybody under the bus? Absolutely. fucking There is no doubt in my mind that he will do it. Will he get away with it? Well, so far, it's my belief, and I think it's the belief of many, that he will not get away with it. And, you know, let's wait to see.
0: So I want to show you the reaction right now by Donald Trump. First, the one uh, immediately after the indictment. This is what Trump said. He doesn't know how to spell indicted. So he frequently says indicated. (laughs) Uh, So Donald Trump writes, so the witch hunt continues 19 people indicated tonight, including the former president of the United States, me, by an out of control and very corrupt district attorney who campaigned and raised money on, quote, I will get Trump. And what about those indictment documents put out today long before the grand jury even voted and then quickly withdrawn? Sounds rigged to me. Why didn't they indict 2.5 years ago? Because they wanted to do it right in the middle of my political campaign witch hunt. There it is. We're posting it up right there. And again, everybody can also check out MidasTouch.com where we have all of the coverage, all of the documents, the indictment itself is posted. Ron Filipkowski, uh, who uh, is one of our uh, top editors over at uh, MidasTouch.com, does an incredible job, did a great breakdown um, as well of uh, the indictment. And then Donald Trump's more recent post is a large complex, detailed, but irrefutable report on the presidential election fraud, which took place in Georgia, is almost complete and will be presented by me at a major news conference at 11 a.m. on Monday next week in Bedminster, New Jersey. Based on the results of this conclusive report, all charges should be dropped against me and others. There will be a complete exoneration, and he puts that in caps. They never went after those that rigged the election. They only went after those that fought to find the riggers, he says. Michael Cohen, your response to again. Oh,
1: Lord. I mean, look, there's no way to describe the level of stupidity that comes out of Donald's mouth or through his fingers, those little chubby fingers of his as he's, you know, texting this incoherent babble because that's really what it is. It's an incoherent babble that is always exonerating him. Donald is always the victim. Remember we've talked about that last time we talked about basically each and every time that we have met so far since starting political beatdown. Donald is and always will be in his own mind the victim. It is total irrefutable, right? I mean, these are the the words that he uses. It's irrefutable, conclusory evidence that I am the topic or I am the, you know, the victim of yet another witch hunt in order to prevent me, your favorite president, from becoming president again because my numbers are so much better than Joe Biden's. I mean, the ramble, is just second to none. And none of it, this again is extremely important. None of it is predicated on reality. It is reality that only exists in between Donald's ears. And that is not the reality that the rest of the world is living in. Even the Trumpanzees that believe that Donald should, (laughs) should run for the presidency. I mean, this again is another part that is a head-scratcher for me, how he still is maintaining the control over the party, I do not understand. We're not talking about a one-time indicted former president. That in and of itself was historic. But then wait, there's more. I mean, this is going to be like a Geordie infomercial going on. But wait, there's more. Now it's number two comes away. <laughs> but if you act now, we're gonna throw in, we're gonna throw in a third indictment, right? And just when you're saying to yourself, holy shit, how is it possible that a former president of the United States of America could be indicted not once, not twice, not three times, now all of a sudden four, and soon to be five, right? And yet there's still this 28% of the Republican Party. That is in engr- that they are just engrossed in Donald Trump for whatever the reason might be. I can't believe, and I refuse to believe, that there are that many, you know, um, folks of white privilege that are part of that racist Trump cult for whatever the reason might be that want to stick by him or will stick by him, especially after the it's not indictments anymore right now the real game is on next of course comes the conviction and then the sentencing so will they stick with him my hope is that the answer is no but some of them are so stupid and it's sad to say this because they are our fellow americans they are our next-door neighbors they're you know they're people that we went to school with in fact in some families they're your family members that they are so stupid They refuse to, again, extricate themselves from this dumpster cult of Donald J. Trump.
0: Well, they're also getting fed a constant diet of disinformation and malinformation from people who are trying to exploit and harm them. And you have networks like Fox and Newsmax and OAN and then even a more if it's even possible, deeper down the cult media of these 4chan and 8chan and all these other platforms that launder in some of even more dangerous and radical conspiracies. And, And it is an entire echo chamber that fuels this. Look, we live in very complex times and there are not always easy answers for some of the challenges we confront individually, with our families, in our communities, and in our country. And it is difficult to sometimes explain, well, If we want to build infrastructure, we have to make sure we have funding. To make sure we have funding, we have to make sure that there are taxes that are being collected. And then we have to deploy infrastructure in these areas with these types of priorities. And for some people to to even hear an explanation like that, they would rather just hear you know what? The real source of your problems. You know, it's it's the deep state. The real of source of your problems, you know, it's George Soros and Democrats and <laughs> Ryan. And hey, did you hear
1: did you hear that they're actually now promoting, since obviously I am, you know, a well-known critic of Donald J. Trump, they are now promoting this crazy uh notion that I am a Soros backed district attorney witness now i want to be very clear i've never met george soros nor have i ever received a single penny from george soros um you know where they come up with this line of horse shit, i have no idea but you're so right on the point this is that disinformation misinformation malinformation campaign that the republican that the gop and The Trump group are so damn good at that I wish the Democrats would, you know, pick up a little bit of it so that, you know, they can, instead of always being on their, you know, their heels, right, be on the balls of their feet and start, you know, taking the fight to Trump and to the GOP in a way that has never been done before. In fact, you know, I got to tell you, you know, Midas Network does it. Lincoln Project does it, you know, there's a handful of folks, um, you know, that my Mea Culpa podcast, we tried to do it, uh, I think effectively, but there's so few that are out there and it's not the democratic party under Jamie um, Harrison, it's just not, you know, that's what they need. They need to start getting onto the, you know, the, the balls of their feet and going after the GOP on these lies and going after them in a way that is not, you know, um, the norm for the Democratic Party. It's going to be extremely important because you're not fighting a fair fight. And that's the problem here. But I will tell you, the interesting is despite all of this, despite the fact that, you know, the fight is not being handled equally in the playground. Again, not one indictment, not two, not three, but four four indictments. And Ben, I'm so with you on this one. And I think it's worth repeating. This was a sprawling, a this was a whopper of an indictment, like one that I have never seen in my entire life written. This was so detailed. And this is so expansive through so many different people involved. Um, you got to really Applaud! You got to really give um Fani Willis, the DA of Fulton County, Georgia, uh, you know, a lot of credit for this indictment, a lot.
0: You know, I remember before the indictment was signed by Judge uh, Robert McBurney, and he was handed uh, the papers. You know, one of the things I noted, I said, that's a lot of paper. <laughs> that's a lot of paper yeah. there, number one. And then Judge McBurney gave this look, and McBurney, you know, looked at it, and he was like wow, you know, this included everything. And I think it hit McBurney in that moment. You know, as a judge, he wants to have a poker face, but there was this moment where even McBurney was like, well, we're going to try to find that image. You know, one of the things uh, that's interesting about Georgia, though, also, um, is that when there is a, there he is uh, yesterday as he's signing it, you'll kind of see him. I think it'll zoom in a little bit on him. Um, At the bail hearing, it will now be on Donald Trump's lawyers to have to prove that he is not a threat. The burden in Georgia is different than it is in federal court. In federal court, the prosecutor has to affirmatively show the threat. So Trump's lawyers have to explain why he shouldn't be remanded into custody immediately. And get this, there will be cameras in the courtroom at the arraignment when Donald Trump's lawyers make the arguments for bail, we will get to see the Fulton County arguments. We will see the arguments by Trump's lawyers. And all of these proceedings are going to be videotaped, will be on camera, will be live. So just think of what this arraignment's going to look like with these 19 co-defendants all there. You're going to see the criminal enterprise of Trump and Giuliani and Eastman and Sidney Powell, and that group of people are all going to be standing shoulder to shoulder, and there's going to be a video of them all together, and you're going to see what that criminal enterprise looks like. So you know what's
1: interesting then is my birthday's coming up uh, you know in August and you know, my wife was saying to me what what would you like for your birthday and uh, to be very honest with you I'm not I'm not really a birthday gift kind of guy um yeah it's it's yeah uh, you know, I've I've had too many birthdays already but now all of a sudden I'm watching television and I see my day my birthday I'm up on the television screen that trump and others must surrender by no later than august 25th my birthday and i'm saying what a great birthday gift i couldn't have asked for a better birthday gift if you know i actually asked for it right i mean how great is this going to be that on my birthday i get to watch this orange crusted Mandarin Mussolini, this narcissistic sociopath, standing there shoulder to shoulder with the likes of Rudy Kaludi, Sidney the Kraken Powell, right? Todd Eastman, uh, Jeffrey Clark, uh, Cheese Bro, this one, that one. They all get to line up. Boris Epstein, they all get to line up in that courtroom, hopefully all on the same day, right? To give their not guilty plea. I don't care. But just having them all there before the court to me is the greatest birthday gift I could have asked for.
0: I also thought that the press conference by Fulton County District Attorney Fawnie Willis was powerful. Unlike some of the other press conferences we watched, she took questions you know, and she's been very transparent about everything that she's been doing. We're going to pull up these photos of Judge McBurney, though, in just a moment, because they are actually pretty striking uh, photos of McBurney. Um, but uh, Fulton County District Attorney Fawnie Willis um, stated that um the arrest date, the that there is now warrants out for the arrest of Donald Trump and the co-defendants. She will allow them to voluntarily surrender before August 25th, and so we should expect to be hearing soon when the arraignment is going to take place. And just the again, you know, what, you know, it's funny afterwards. Jordy asked me any surprises. I said I wasn't surprised. But the fearlessness of Fawny Willis here in charging every crime that was committed, regardless of her knowing the amount of legal force that's going to be on the other side with those 19, you know, very well funded and Uh unfortunately powerful in the sense of having the resources, you know, type people who are going to file every motion, every appeal, everything, and that her office is going to have to staff up to make sure that they are able to prevail. There was a fearlessness there.
1: Yeah. And so they, and so they will, but you know what I thought was the funniest I was watching? uh, I think Trump was at Bedminster during one of these, you know, uh, live golf uh, events that he's sucking money out of the Saudis, more money uh, for you know his golf courses and the relationship, that unholy relationship between uh, the Trumps, the Kushners, and Mohammed bin Salman. Now, of course, with live golf, and he's signing hats and throwing them to the crowd. You know, most of those people were not there for him; they were there for the golf tournament, even though it was on Trump's property. Then you see the same sort of thing. He takes 20, 30 hats. You know, he's throwing them into a crowd in Iowa. Now one of the things is funny so (laughs) i saw that they went ahead and they um panned uh you know to a wide view of the crowd that was there and they were basically all corralled into this one small area so you did have about 250 people but after that, there's nobody else that's there, which I just thought was very interesting. And he's trying to make it seem, you know, that he's on top of the world. Yeah, you know, with the fourth indictment, they just secured my victory. Wait till the fifth one comes. I wear it as a badge of honor. They're not coming after me. They're coming after you. No, you fucking dipshit. They are coming after you. It is the people of the state of Georgia versus Donald Trump et al. It is people of the United United States of America versus Donald J. Trump et al, right? You are the named named defendant in these cases. So yes, they are coming after you. They are not coming after Joe and Jane Doe from Iowa, right? They are coming after you. So this great sort of, um, you know, I'm standing in front of them to protect you sort of nonsense and bullshit. I don't even know who came up with it, but whichever sycophantic jerk off that works you know, for Donald that came up with this, right, this is going to backfire because the first journalist that asks Donald the question, explain how the government is coming after Joe or Jane Doe from Iowa from new jersey from you know from georgia from uh pennsylvania just tell me how you are standing in front of the government by protecting them and that everything that's happening to you really should be happening to them but somehow you're diverting all of this onto your big shoulders just explain to me how you came up with that rationalization and no more than he doesn't understand the difference between the word indictment and, you know, indicated, uh, he will not be able to answer this question either, simply because he's just a dumbass. You know, there
0: are a lot of people still, and I think they're wrong in saying this, I vehemently disagree. They, they say, you know, you know, Ben and Midas touch when you post Donald Trump threatening witnesses, when you post Donald Trump promoting death cults like QAnon. You're giving him a platform, Ben, and you are furthering the attention that he wants. And to that, I say, I absolutely disagree with that. The attention that he wants is how local and legacy media covers him, a la what Michael Cohen, you just said, where they show him in a kind of crowded, almost like shoulder to shoulder, but like very squished group of people. And they try to kind of propagate the propaganda that he's spreading, that he is bigger and this movement is bigger and stronger. And they try to normalize the behavior that they are just conservatives and they, this is the Republican Party. And yeah, both sides, Democrats are extreme, Republicans are extreme. And I think it is important to counter that. With their words and to provide it with the appropriate context. So I'm not just showing, and we don't just show. Okay, here's a Trump post, or here's what the Trump surrogate is saying.
1: What we are you, doing, you know, Ben. You, ben, do. you are you've nailed it. I'm. I'm. You know, I don't mean to take you know to take the words out of your mouth because clearly, you know, we've we talked about this so much. It's really how political beatdown started. You know, Ben and I engaged in a conversation about how to stop the regurgitation by media outlets and i understand why they do it they do have to cover it even if it's misinformation by donald even if it's disinformation by donald and his crew or malinformation they do have to cover it because it is newsworthy but there is nobody other than you know folks like ben and myself that are laying it out for you you know bit by bit and that's where, you know, Midas Network has come in, whether it's, you know, this show, whether it's uh, going to be my Mea Culpa podcast or Legal AF or Politic Girl, right? Nobody lays it out the way that we do. There, We are so happy to be able to, you know, to connect with all of you to explain the misinformation, the disinformation, the malinformation, the fucking ongoing set of lies and bullshit that Donald continues to spew and to regurgitate over and over. In that way, you're so much more informed and so much more educated. See, that's the problem. And it sort of goes to the head scratcher I was talking about before, which is, Why why does Donald still have this 30% of the Republican Party, the head-scratcher? Because they are buying into the regurgitation of the lies that he keeps putting out there. But, you know, none of them are going to be tuning in, you know, to political beatdown. That's for sure. They don't want to know the truth, and that's the danger. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, And he turned around and he said, it's so difficult for him. He is a family member who every time they engage in political conversation, the guy goes ahead and he jumps right onto Trump's side, that this is all a witch hunt. Really? Four indictments in four different areas, in four different states, soon to be a fifth one. And when they start to read the information that validates the indictments, I mean, trust me, Alvin Bragg, Jack Smith, right? Fannie Willis, none of them went ahead and started to make stuff up. That we leave to Trump and his sycophants, right? to make this stuff up. Everything that they are talking about is backed up by documentary evidence, by testimony. Now, the big question that we should jump into for a quick second, Ben, who's gonna flip first, right? Is it going to be Mark Meadows? Is it going to be Rudy Kalludi? Is it going to be Eastman or Clark? Or is it going to be, you know, Cheesebro? Who is it going to be that's going to flip first? Because the one who flips first is the one that's going to get the best feel.
0: Well, I think Jenna Ellis, uh, who got farted on, she got farted on by Rudy Giuliani and contracted COVID shortly thereafter in those fake hearings that Giuliani (laughs) was putting on. Uh, So she is now hated by MAGA because I think uh, she made a post saying that A lot, you know, that some of the MAGA people were sexually harassing her or saying things about her that were misogynistic. And so she criticized them for doing that. And then they called her a rhino and they kind of kicked her out of the cult. Um, and so, and she's been reprimanded by uh, the state bar of Colorado. I think she flips. I think Michael Roman has already flipped to special counsel, Jack Smith. I think Mark Meadows has already flipped to special counsel, Jack Smith, but I think they invoked before the Fulton County special purpose grand jury or wouldn't cooperate. So she did what she needed to do there. Um, but I think that you know your Meadows is an interesting one right because on the one hand Meadows appears to clearly be cooperating with special counsel Jack Smith but in furtherance of that cooperation that is creating a body of evidence also That could be used against him by Fulton County District Attorney Faunee Willis as he admits to his complicity in Trump's crimes. But that's definitely something that we're going to be following. This is McBurney. I want to show you the before and after of Judge McBurney. So let's pull up the photo before. That's after. Do we have the photo before he looked at it? So this is him right before he picks up the document and he's about to read it. So he's reading the document now, and then as he looks at <laughs> judge, <laughs> judge Robert McBurney, who Donald Trump sought to disqualify, Trumps attacked him. He's a real law and order, no nonsense judge, by the book judge who Trump hates because of that. Um, I want to show you this video. Hey Ben, you from- know
1: what's really Ben? You know what's really fantastic. You remember when I testified before the House Oversight Committee? I warned Mark Meadows. I warned him. I warned him in front of the whole world. 100 million people watching my testimony. That was the live one. People forget I did six that weren't live, right? And one that was live. But the one that I said that was live, I said to Mark Meadows, I said to Jim Jordan, look at what happened to me, right? What happened to me can happen to you if you continue on this path. Nothing good comes out of being affiliated to Donald J Trump he ignored me and guess what it's happening it's happening i could i promise you mark meadows doesn't have my you know my constitution all right he can't handle it like the way that i did yeah i'll fight till the day that i die in order to educate the american people to educate the masses so that they understand just how dangerous donald j trump and his sycophants are how they weaponized the united states department of justice to go after their critics and in fact like i I write about in the book revenge that they weaponized the justice department and the crazy thing the crazy thing is that even though they weaponized it somehow the system is still holding together by a thread but still holding it together and the thread will certainly stay much longer if in fact that Donald and these assholes are held accountable for every single thing that they did.
0: Fortunately, when we talk about MAGA, it is fascism plus idiocracy equals MAGA. And in terms of the scale of the fascism and idiocracy, Yes, their intent is fascism. They engage in fascistic conduct, but it's also an overwhelming sense of this idiocracy. And that is exemplified over and over again by Donald Trump's lawyer, now spokesperson, Alina Haba. This was her on Fox. <laughs> and 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 you know, ducey has been actually asking some fairly normal questions lately. I think Ducey even feels a little bit duped that he's been having to do this whole Hunter Biden shtick and he's been told there was evidence and then there's absolutely no evidence, fake whistleblowers, fake audio recordings, missing whistle, you know, just all fraud after fraud. So he's been pushing back there. The other Fox hosts really aren't, but but he is. I want you to watch though when he asks Alina Haba a question earlier in the day, her response. Let's play this clip.
1: Uh, Now, I've heard from a lot of uh, legal analysts, and they say what is different about this case than the federal cases is Georgia has uh, laws that are specifically tailored to election interference and Mm -hmm. things like that. Uh, Andy McCarthy, a Fox News contributor, and also uh, he wrote an op-ed in the New York Post. He said that uh, the Georgia indictment is the most perilous threat to former President Trump. Mm -hmm. Does President Trump know that this is a perilous threat?
2: We do not agree that it is a perilous threat because we actually have inside information. So I love when people what, what you inside know, information. Well, the inside information, Steve, and, and you know, you used to love Trump, but that, I, I gotta tell you, I I mean, this is something I'm not gonna breach, right? I have confidentiality and I have ethics and, so and I'm gonna continue. But I think you need to understand something. When somebody is given a report and he has reports that show that there was interference. And you could be advised by one lawyer that says, oh, I don't think so. And you could have another lawyer that says, no, I do think so. And here's some reports. And we know that there were issues in Fulton County, right? We know it's not a question. There was election issues. And the integrity of our election is in question at this very moment. Um, And when he says, I want to look into it, I don't trust it. We need to look into it. That's his obligation as a president, Okay.
0: You know, and here on our show, as again, we show the evidence, we show the facts. If there are audio recordings, we're going to play the recordings. If there's a document, we're going to show you the document. She's asked a question. Do you believe this is perilous? By the way, I mean, she could just say no and, and give an argument. No one's forcing Alina Habba to show up there and answer those questions in the first place. But she goes, you know what? I, it's a super secret answer. We have inside information. And by the way, why are you even
1: asking me the question? You used to love Trump, but way. Anyway, yeah, yeah. And- but I mean, Ben, how does that even happen? That all of a sudden the news is whether you like him or you don't. Right? And you can't ask a question. Is, I mean, this is absolutely absurd on her part. She's making not just a fool of herself, but she's she's demonstrating that Donald is scared. That Donald is—it's—it's um, it's more than that. That he knows that he's up Shit's Creek without a paddle, and what she's trying to do is she's trying to play to that party of one, like so many of them do. Unfortunately, it never seems to work out the way that they want. Yeah, I have top secret information, but I also have an ethic—you know—an ethical obligation not to disclose it but you should believe that I'm saying that we have it. And since you used to love Trump, but maybe now you're not a hundred percent certain if you do or you don't, but you should still take my word as the gospel. Well, now all of a sudden it's like, I can't discuss it, but I do want you to believe it. That's the logic of this, of this fool.
0: And I want to show you this next one. This is what Ted Cruz had to say. Play the clip.
3: Well, Sean, it certainly appears that we're going to see an indictment from the grand jury in Georgia that may well be coming out tonight. It could come within the next hour, and, and I, I don't know what's going to be in it. There are lots of rumors. There are allegations of, of RICO charges. We don't know what's in it, but 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 you ask what my reaction is. I'm pissed. I'm pissed at these over and over and over again. If there are indictments tonight, it'll be the fourth indictment of Donald Trump. This is disgraceful. Our country is over 200 years old. We have never once indicted a former president or a candidate and a leading candidate for president. And this is Joe Biden and this is the Democrats weaponizing the justice system because they're afraid of the voters. This is disgraceful. It is wrong and it is an abuse of power by angry Democrats who have decided the rule of law doesn't matter to them anymore.
0: Let me ask you. I mean, such a destructive force for democracy. You know, Ted Cruz went to Harvard Law. He knows what he is mm-hmm. doing. He he is a predator. Like, let's call him out for what he is. He is a predator. He is preying on people. He is using his education, his background to exploit people for his power position and his position to, in government. Spread these lies. He's not pissed off about the January 6th insurrection. He's not pissed off about Trump aiding, abetting, and encouraging domestic terrorists to threaten people, to threaten elected officials, to threaten witnesses and prosecutors to bring down our democracy. He's not pissed that Donald Trump mocked his wife, mocked his dad, mocked him. He's not pissed that at all about any of the lies that are spread trying to overthrow free and fair elections that, that doesn't piss him off what he says that he's pissed off about and he says it in a performative way he, you know you, you see how he kind of works himself up he's like i'm pissed uh-uh. you know and then he like ratchets it up because he's like almost trying to tell him he is the biggest fraud and phony and 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 and, and they all are it's just someone like that is pure evil every single word he says is just an
1: absolute yeah i don't know but ted is such a worthless piece of shit you know it's scary um forgetting about the fact that trump mocked his wife how about the things that ted cruz said about donald trump when they were vying for the republican nomination going in 2015 and 2016 What about all the things that he said then now all of a sudden he had an epiphany well i know he grew a beard right other than growing a beard what happened what changed in his life that now well this is absolutely disgraceful right that you know uh never in the history of the united states has a president you know been indicted four times well maybe because there's never been a president, a former president, like Donald J. Trump, a guy who's willing to sell out the government, who's willing to sell out our democracy, who's willing to take a piss on the Constitution because he wants to rewrite it, because he wants to become the Fuhrer, the monarch, the dictator, the supreme leader. That's exactly what he wants, all right? Why all of a sudden Ted Cruz has, as you said, Ben, how has he now taken this newfound position in terms of protection of Donald Trump? It's all because he's learned that he can make money off of Donald by piggybacking off of this outrage of these indictments. Oh, my God, that, the fourth indictment of Donald J. Trump. So now what's he doing? He's sending it out to all the people on his list. To, you know, dear patriot, they've done it again to our, you know, to our, uh, you know, former president, to our, you know, uh, leading Republican candidate for, you know, the 47th presidency of the United States of America, blah, blah, blah. Send me your money. That's what Ted Cruz is worried about right now. He's learned from Donald how to use these sort of instances to put money into his coffers. And you're right. He's not only a danger to democracy, he's a fucking putz.
0: I want to do a little thought experiment. You know what?
1: Can I, can I, can I do this? I've got myself worked up. I'm supposed to be on vacation. All right. We're almost there. You know, Ted Cruz gets the two middle fingers. Fuck you, Ted, you scumbag. All right. Using, oh my, I was a master debater. Yeah, He's a master debater. Right. um, that he was this master you know debater at Harvard law school and so on and he won this and he won that and using his education his position in government he's using his bully pulpit he's using the media all to do what to further destroy our democracy and so ted on behalf of that and your hideous wife all right i give you the two fucking middle fingers fuck you you scumbag
0: I I, I want to leave us with this thought experiment, um, which is, and it's a real one. It's more of what what do you think is going to happen? Um, The Republican National Convention, Donald Trump has pretty much squandered all of his money on paying for the criminal enterprise and the legal fees attendant to that 45, $60 million. He's running basically to fund uh, lawyers to represent him and, and witnesses. That's why he's running. He calls, you know, the RNC rhinos and attacks them. Um, you've got a lot of uh, people leaving the party. It's now just the most extreme elements. I mean, you know, I saw at the uh, Trump Doral property in Miami, I think it was a month ago we covered it here you know they had people giving uh, speeches there in a convention that was you know tied to donald trump and his and his kids talking about like i'm not making this up like robotic mermaids were really big problems and and and, and things like that so you know on a serious note where you have democrats who are focused on issues that matter to the American people, jobs, healthcare, lowering prescription drug prices, veterans, protecting social security, focusing on a woman's right to control her body, uh, focusing on equality, focusing on infrastructure, focusing on supporting our allies in NATO and not supporting Vladimir Putin. Like what, what does, what does this Republican national convention look like in Milwaukee? You know, the, when it takes place in 2024, you know, the last time Trump, um, in violation of the hatch act and so many other laws held it in the white house, he used the white house as a prop, uh, to kind of further the kind of strong man authoritarian, uh, image. But now what 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 the heck? What, what, what are they what do they stand for? What is their platform? What do you think that looks like, Cohen?
1: Yeah, it's not looking good for anybody, Ben, to be honest with you. And i I know that I've talked to the brigaders about this about a potential congressional run, and I swear that as soon as I get back from you know vacation with my family, I am going to uh, really make a decision one way or the other. Uh, but even, for example, look at what's going on with the migrants in New York, right? New York, the the Post, the Post turned around and said that New York is right now, as far as power is concerned, congressionally, the all time lowest that it's ever been in terms of dealing with the federal government. You have, you know, they're throwing migrants out of their housing because they came seven minutes late to check in. Um, I mean. This is crazy. And this is one of the reasons, I mean, look, you know, in my district, which would be the the race for Jerry Nadler's seat, uh, it's a primary Jerry Nadler for, you know, where is, where is he when it comes to all of this? As far as I'm concerned, there is a lot of issues that are going on right now in government. Um, You know, we see it every single day. And it's not just Republicans. It's not, you know, only the Democrats. It's, you know, it's over many different districts and many different states. And so, you know, my my feeling is we need some new blood, you know, in there. Uh, people need to really start to take these matters seriously across the board, whether it's migrants to, you know, any of the other big topics that are right now plaguing this country. And we are all so much better than what's going on right now there's a solution to everything and i believe that republicans and democrats can work together but we will never be able to work together when the leader of their party is someone as divisive as donald is and everyone that surrounds him are becoming equally divisive hence the rant and rave of the fake you know ted cruz that's that's just the way that i see it
0: well cohen i am so honored that you joined us while you were on your vacation i don't want to keep you any longer right now i wanted to make sure we could talk about that historic development right there i want to remind everybody to get your copy of revenge by michael cohen wherever books and audio books are sold. Make sure you get your copy of Revenge. We should be hearing soon as well. I know, Michael Cohen, you've got a hearing coming up on August 18th about Donald Trump's request for a protective order. Uh, Donald Trump is seeking to try to keep his deposition, which is scheduled for September 6th. You see, Cohen, I know all of your dates by heart. September, do. September 6th. uh, Trump's trying to keep that confidential. There's some other uh, issues to be worked out there. Cohen, obviously. You know, I don't want
1: to. Let's also not forget that we just filed our reply brief in the case of Michael Cohen versus United States of America. Donald Trump, Bill Barr. Uh, in regard to the unconstitutional remand right of me back to Otisville because I refused to waive my First Amendment constitutional right. You know, if somebody like Ted Cruz, a lawyer, Harvard Law, inarguably one of the best law schools in the entire country, in the entire world, how could he not be more concerned About an unconstitutional remand of a United States citizen to prison because he was a critic of a former president, his president, the president who represented his party. How could he not be more concerned about the weaponization of the Justice Department than about this fake outrage that... They are indicting Donald now for the fourth time. When again, being a lawyer, he's clearly, and I hope that he read the indictment before going out there to spew his stupidity and his bullshit. If he read Fonnie Willis's indictment, if he read Jack Smith's indictment, if he went ahead and read Alvin Bragg's indictment, then clearly he would know what the allegations are. And as a lawyer, would be able to understand that all of these allegations are clearly provable by the prosecutors. Otherwise, the prosecutor never would have brought him in the first place.
0: Well, there is a reason that when Ted Cruz sees the Barbie movie, his response is that it is a communist Chinese plot (laughs) to take down the United States of America. I would say it's a bit of a litmus test if when you, or a Rochkark test, if you watch that movie and then you come away with that perception from it, it tells me a lot about you. And that's perhaps the nicest compliment I could extend in the way of Ted Cruz. I want to thank all the beatdown brigaders. Oh, make sure in the description is where you can support Cohen's Legal Defense Fund. And thank you all for doing that. Now go to MidasTouch.com. Check out all the breaking news. Make sure to make MidasTouch.com your homepage. Also go to Store.MidasTouch.com for all the best pro democracy gear, 100% made in the U.S., 100% union made. There's the official Mea Culpa podcast, Mara Correctional Facility shirt. Make sure you're subscribed to Political Beatdown and the Maya Culpa podcast, both by subscribing to the Midas Touch YouTube channel as well as to the audio podcast channels, wherever audio podcasts are available. Thank you, Beatdown Brigaders, Michael Cohen and I appreciate you so much. Michael Cohen, thank you for taking the time away from your vacation. Now, please go have fun with your family. Enjoy your family and enjoy this historic moment here in the United States as well. See you next time on Political Beatdown and shout out to the Midas Mighty.